Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, one of my good friends, Chris Voss. Chris, uh, you are the host of the Chris Voss Show. You are a well-known leadership consultant coach, and you are the author of the book, Beacons of Leadership. If you're watching the video, you'll see it right behind Chris. Chris, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I certainly appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show, man. And also, I've linked to this in the show notes, uh, but I have been a guest on Chris's show. So you can go and hear that and all the, all the stuff that we talked about. Uh, but Chris, give it, give us a thumbnail overview of, of your work. Uh, so uh, I do a lot of things. Uh, jack of all trades, I suppose. Uh, I wrote this book uh, over 35 years of me starting companies. I started my first company when I was 18. And uh, so I thought I uh, included some stories of my journeys as an entrepreneur. And then uh, I've run a podcast and the Chris Foss show for 12 years now. Um, the For a large part, it was a review. We do a lot of tech reviews, product reviews. And then, of course, the podcast, talking a lot of CEOs and stuff. And uh, I've been trying to get this darn book written for about 12 or 10 years and uh, finally got around to it over the coronavirus. And uh, yeah, so now I just do this. I appear on the amazing podcasts like yours and, and go, uh, hey, please buy my book, please, please. <laughs> well, well, okay. So let's let's help sell a couple copies of that book. Sure. Uh, and so uh, our, our our listener will buy two copies. Is uh, my mom and, on? Because she bought one. So oh, good, good, good. I, yeah, I sold one so far. <laughs> Excellent. So take us take us through the principles of beacons of leadership. I wish I knew. Here, let me read this thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's why we keep a copy, Andy. I'm like, what, what, did I, what did I put in this thing? Um, so, yeah, some of the different principles. And, and one of the reasons I called it the beacons of leadership was to me, there's a lighthouse on the cover, as you can probably see right here. Look, it's a whole like uh, Price is Right wave thing I'm doing. Um, the uh, uh, And to me, a leader is like a beacon. He sits on a pinnacle of a cliffside or, or some sort of high up place. And he signals to not only passing ships in the public, but he signals to his employees, maybe on shore, of, of what the company stands for, or what he stands for in regards to the company. And uh, he sends forth different signals that, that tell people not, not only the company's morals and values and interests, but also his own. Because, you know, and a lot of people don't realize, I, I don't know what the percentage is, but my opinion, a lot of leaders that I've met don't really realize that no matter what sort of PR you shovel out about who you think you are, who the company is, the company is so great. And uh, what's what's interesting is is a lot of leaders don't really realize, or, or even people that are like, say, for example, your parents, they don't realize that most people can see through that. Mm-hmm. And they can see who you really are. You know, I, I use an example and, and parents are good people. My, you know, my parents would tell me, you know, little white lies, like there's a, there's a Santa Claus, an Easter bunny. 
Uh, I hope I'm not doing any spoilers for anyone in the show. <laughs> um, which, of course, is true. Yeah, for the kids which, of course, listening. is true. Yes. True. But uh, there's there's uh, there's a asterisk there. So um, the uh, I, I, you know, it would have been funnier if you would have started crying. What? Uh, <laughs> I was actually the one who broke that to my little brother. Uh, so anyway, um, you know, they, they tell you these white lies and they tell you, you know, hey, kid, don't lie. And then they go, but there is a Santa. And you're like, wait. And then you find out later and you're just like, you know, you, 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 you catch people and you're like, wait, I'm not supposed to lie, but you're supposed to lie. This makes no sense. You're my leader and stuff. So I wrote this book um, talking about those principles of how we need to understand ourselves better. I touch on a little bit of the be no do in the military. And then at the back of the book, I really kind of outlined the three top uh, leadership principles of really successful leaders passion, vision, and innovation, honesty, integrity, and trust, communication, selling, and character. But I, I talk about leadership and leaders in the way that you, you see people that can motivate people to go climb mountains or move mountains for you. The Steve Jobs, the Elon Musk, the people that have these incredible visions, not, not the manager who says, um, do you have your TPS reports? So <laughs> yeah, I kind of define those or try to define this as best I can in the book. Yeah. Um, well, and, and it's absolutely true. And this, listen, the same thing goes for when you're on platforms, when you're on stages, like you're not fooling anybody. You can say one thing, but like uh, we've all experienced that. We're like, mm, man, some, da, you know, and we may not be able to put our finger on it, but some mm -hmm. just feels off. Right. Yeah. Or, or why we don't like a, a character on a you know, reality TV show or something like that. It's like, we just, we feel it. A and mm -hmm. so, you know, the reality is it's like, listen, you can, you might be able to think, well, Liz, I need to talk more about this, blah, 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 blah. But if it's not what's in your heart, you, as a leader, it's like, I, I think that we got to kind of start there. Yeah. And like, we got to start thinking about, you know, what, what is in your heart? What is your focus? If it's just money, um, you know, it's going to, that's going to be tough to work around. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, I started my own business at 18. I was the CEO of my own multi-millionaire companies. At one time, we had a little empire of companies. And I had a little uh, picture that's still somewhere around here. Um, <laughs> I guess I don't care about it anymore or something. I don't know. But I talk about this in the book. And, and it basically says to the effect, you have to earn your title every day. Just because you're the boss, just because you're the CEO doesn't mean you are a true leader. You might be a manager pushing people around, but you're not a true leader. A true leader is somebody who really gets in the hearts of mind and inspires people to want to follow him wherever that is. And they're like, we're going, we're following this guy down the road. And it doesn't, they're, they're not just like, I'm just doing my job just to get by till paycheck. Um, you know, people that will do extraordinary things for a leader. You know, I had friends that helped build the iPhone that were on the original small team that built the iPhone and, you know, inspired by Steve Jobs. And, and Steve wasn't always wasn't the greatest person of a human being, but he was inspiring in his visions and his ability to su suspend disbelief and go, we're going there. The captain on the ship who says, we're chart a course for that way. We don't know where we're going, but I have a feeling and I'm using my judgment and my, and my knowledge and we're going that way and we turn the ship and take it that way. And so people that people, that's, that's what great leaders can do. The other premise that I, I established in the book is anybody can be a leader, whether you're a parent, most parents are leaders. They, did, they just don't really think about it. I don't think. Um, 
it, whether you're a leader, whether you're somebody who's an accidental leader, where uh, suddenly you're in an emergency situation and, uh, you know, for example, people that run into buildings uh, when they're on fire, uh, whether you're, you're uh, a CEO who's ordained by a board and, you know, you're IBM CEO or whatever that is, or maybe just the CEO of your own company, you need to think of yourself as more of a leader than a manager. So I try and break that down in the book, how I describe it, how I think about it, what's developed in my mind over the years. And uh, I think it, I think it hopefully can help more people because everyone can be a leader. Even if you're in middle management, you can lead. Even if you have a boss, you can still be a leader. Yeah. And and the thing is, um, you know, I think, again, I think a lot of times we think of leaders as, well, you're responsible for a bunch of people, right? Or yeah. you're supervising a bunch of people, you're managing some people. But, you know, I, I had a conversation yesterday and culture starts before you hire your first employee. Mm -hmm. um, leadership starts before you hire your first employee. Um, so you could be a leader of one, but, you know, setting that, you know, that tone you know, what is your why? You know, why are you doing what you're doing? Your mission, purpose, values, you know, all of that sort of thing. What do we stand for? You know, mm -hmm. what is it like in our company culture? And and that really, that, that does, does it begins before you're even tasked with quote unquote supervising somebody. Yeah. I, I write in the book too, what I call my leadership toolbox. And most leaders are successful business people. They kind of have a toolbox of stuff that we always go back to when stuff gets off track, it's not working, you know, things are starting to go off the rails. We kind of have a way of resetting back to basics or, or figuring out ways to solve problems. And so I put that into, uh, the book and there's a lot of different details that go into it, but culture is one of those, like you spoke of, where um, you know, setting the right culture, the only unasked question is the the only dumb question is the unasked question is one of the things I talked about in the book. That used to be one of our culture things. And yeah, a lot of people need to set that tone, but a lot of people need to realize that, you know, you have two ways you can you can manage people. You can just say, Bob, go go do that or else you're fired and everybody do their job or else, you know, the ax will fly, heads will roll, mm -hmm. or you can inspire people with passion and you can get them engaged and emotionally connected, or at least you can try to in your delivery and who you are as a passionate person. And that's what really what catches, you know, people capture that from a society. When you have passion, they get inflamed, they get fired up, they go, let's go do stuff, whatever, whatever the hell this is, you know? And being able to uh, spark that light of the uh, human nature that gets people inspired, that gets people to follow a dream, a vision, that's where true leaders really excel. And I, I believe just about anybody can do that if they, if they really think about it from maybe a different perspective. Yeah. Um, Chris, what about... Um you know, let's say that we're the founder or CEO of a company and we've got some directors in place. Um, and what's, what's a great way to inspire leaders in our organization? Um, you know, and, and what, what, what do you do in the case where maybe there's a situation you're like, boy, you know, I really wish they'd have risen to that occasion. And it feels like they're not I don't know, maybe they are living up to their potential, but I, I don't know. Like, you know, when you encounter those situations where, man, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of shouldering way too much of the leadership mantle around here. How, how can we better facilitate that in, you know, in, in, in those within our organization that those leadership principles or, or at least if nothing else, you know, just 
you know, inspiring them to step forward and taking more responsibility and accountability for things and, you know, helping to facilitate more of that culture. Uh, order a book, a uh, copy of my book from Amazon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Give it to him. No, uh, you know, one, one, number one, you've got to be an inspiring leader. You've got to, you've got to infect people. And you've got to do that with the power of your personality and your passion and, and your drive and how much you really believe in something. And the fact that it's just not a job, that we're doing a vision, you know, Steve Jobs was out to change the world, make a dent in the universe. He wasn't like, let's see if we can reinvent the phone. Does that sound like fun to you? No. Um, so people have to believe that there's something more. In fact, the millennial generation and the generation that follows it, you know, they really have to get the why of this, like, what's the big picture? Like, are we changing the world? Are we, are we doing something that's important? Yeah. Are we helping people? You know, one of the things I always focus my salespeople on is like, look, we're helping people achieve better results. We're helping them with their lives. We're helping them get more money so they can spend more money on their kids and everything to see the big vision instead of just being like, Hey, we got to close more deals around here. eh? <laughs> um, so sometimes it's just a paradigm shift of what that is and getting people excited. Um, I would say if you have leaders that are struggling, uh, maybe you should see if they're leaders or send them to some leadership courses or, or maybe put them through something that maybe help them self-actualize a little bit more. But sometimes it's a mindset. That's kind of what I talked about in the book. Some people see themselves more as managers, babysitters, or you know, uh, pushers, you know, hey, can I get your TPS reports? They don't really see themselves activated as leaders. Part of that may come sometimes through management because they go, you know, someone says, well, you know, Bob's the leader. He's the CEO. So I'm not the leader. Right. And that's where people go wrong. You, you can be a leader. You can be a leader under Bob. You can be a leader directly under him. You're not, you're probably not going to play CEO if you're the vice president, but you can be a leader. You can be passionate. You can be someone with a great personality and character and someone that really motivates people. Being a visionary is really uh, a part of being a great, successful CEO too. And being able to impart that vision to people so that they get motivated is really important as well. Kind of like I talked about the big picture stuff. So people need to have a vision to work for. Maybe it's a maybe a better company mission or or maybe finding out what really motivates them deep down inside the the leaders that are struggling or that maybe aren't kind of clicking that through. I would say also, you know, the one thing I learned a long time ago is hiring, hiring, hiring is the most important thing to bring wow. people in, especially with promotion. Okay. We used to put I talk about this in the book. We used to put people with like four different interviews. Uh, there's a lot of people that have better hiring process than I do that go through a lot of things and finding good people is really important. And then in promoting good people is really important. And I would say, if you're going to promote people into leadership positions, you know, use some of the principles you talked about in the book, find people that are passionate to have a vision for what's going on. Vision is a real big part of Chris Voss and everything I've always done, building a vision and building a long-term vision, not just building, like we all want to get paid by five. You know, somebody who sees the big picture of where we're going, what's happening, uh, what are we really doing here? Are we, you know, are we just making widgets or are we fucking changing the world? Are we, mm. are we making a huge difference in, in you know, whatever and in, in people's lives? And, you know, like I used to talk, we used to do mortgages. So it was one of our companies. And I, I would talk about, hey, we changed this. We had this senior citizen lady and she's living on fixed income. And we, we got her an extra $600 a month and she only makes like $1,800 a month from social security. That's like huge. And we made her life better and she's happy. 
this is awesome you know and stuff like that i mean that sounds way better than uh we made 500 dollars off a mortgage loan <laughs> yeah um chris what trends have you seen in leadership over the past maybe like three years or so well that's a really loaded question with uh, covid um yeah. there's a lot of leadership challenges going on you know for a long time these these companies have kind of gone along underpaid employees uh offer jobs that are pretty lackluster you can get anybody to work the fogs a mirror now uh there's a lot that's changed with covid and a lot of people have really looked at their jobs and go is there passion am i am i do i really care about what this is what does this mean to me and is this fulfilling to me and so now the real big challenge for leaders is um, can you fire that up in people? Can you really be a leader or are you just, you know, Hey, do you want to come wait some tables? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying the delivery of that or the inspiration of that. And of course people need to pay more. They need to get more results from their work. They need bosses that are a little bit more empathetic and caring about stuff. I think I saw a message <laughs> yesterday where somebody was writing uh, an employer was writing to an employee saying, I'm sorry, we're going to have to cancel your time off on Thanksgiving. Uh, and he's like, no, you promised it to me. And they're like, well, we're short. And he goes, uh, you're going to be short again, even more now. <laughs> and, you know, uh, leaders have got to realize that now more than ever, the, there's a lot of choice out there. There's a lot of competition. You know, everywhere yeah. I go in my neighborhood, there are signs, $16 an hour, $14 an hour. We pay this. I went to a restaurant the other night and they had a, like a sign on the door that offered me a hundred dollar gift card. If I refer some friends, neighbors, relatives to go work there. Um, so the competition is high. And so more and more, especially with millennials and, and Gen, what, Gen Zers and stuff, these new people that are coming in, you've got to find a better reason because just giving them a paycheck and uh, a job isn't, isn't working anymore. And so you've got to be a leader and you've got to be able to, uh, and you got to be able to impassion them, given a vision of what's going on and innovate. Yeah. Um, so Chris, um, is your, I would imagine your books on Amazon and, and all mm -hmm. that. Yep. Yeah. You can yeah. get everywhere in the world, including Japan, evidently. <laughs> yeah. And, and then tell me a bit about, um, your, your podcast. Cause you've been podcasting for quite a while. What, yeah. what do you like? What do you like about the podcasting platform? I love podcasting. I've always been a big mouth. One of the things, uh, you know, I've always been the lighthouse for my companies, as, as we say in the book. Uh, I've always been the one who's sending forth the message, the messaging person. When you're a CEO, that's really what you do. You create a lot of passion and vision about who you are and what you're doing. And so you're sending forth, you know, constantly communicating. So you're communicating with your vendors, you're communicating with your customers, you're communicating with your employees, the board, the, you know, you name it, everybody, everybody you're constantly selling to, communicating their values to, communicating the vision to. And uh, so I'm, I just always developed a big mouth. In fact, I, I talked about how I grew up as an introvert and I hated people like me. I probably still hate people like me. I don't know. We'll, we'll let the <laughs> psychologist work that out. Um, but uh you know, so I've always had a big mouth. I've always had to become a communicator because the CEO position put me into that. And uh, so I've always loved the podcast because it gave me a way to blab my big mouth about whatever, whatever I was thinking, sharing what my thoughts were and kind of, kind of also solidify them or use it as a kind of sounding board. And uh, then I'm always interested in other people. I, I like, uh, I forget the CNN uh, King was it John King? Uh, Larry King. Larry King said something that was interesting to me a long time ago. He goes, I'm genuinely interested in people. 
He goes, if I get on a plane, I start talking to people because I want to know how they live. And he goes, you know, everybody's, this world is so different, so diverse. Everybody has a different life path. And it's fun to just kind of sit, I'm paraphrasing, of course, and it's fun and try and figure out why did people choose the lives they did and what, what got them down the roads and what did they learn? And if you get really innately curious about people and in their lives, there's a lot you can learn, especially for yourself. And um, so I love having people on the show because I get to learn a lot from them. And then, of course, we have a lot of authors on the show from all the big name uh, publishers, Simon Schuster, mm-hmm. um, Penguin Random House, you name it. We've got great deals with all of them. So we get like all the hottest authors with the hottest books coming right off the shelves. A lot of people in the media. And so I get to have a front row seat to people that probably spent 10, 20,000 hours, maybe more writing a book, doing the research and all this stuff. And I get to ask all the questions that no one ever gets to ask. And usually we try and ask questions that, you know, that don't appear on most of the media or that I think listeners would be most likely interested. And that's fun for me. And so I get like a front row seat to all of it. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So Chris, you're, you have a couple of websites. Um, mm-hmm. One is uh, the Chris Voss show. Then you've got chrisvoss.net. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's, of course, there's beaconsofleadership.com. Uh, where, where, where would you recommend people like begin that kind of that next level of engagement with you? The Chris Voss show is probably the best place to go. The Chris Voss show.com. Uh, Cause you can subscribe to the podcast there. Uh, chrisvoss.net. We should have a new speaker's uh, author, you know, that whole speaker coach page is uh, be in the works right now. Uh, and then uh, because leadership is just a good place to go to order the book, you can get a, if you go there instead of Amazon or some of the other places on the internet, it's everywhere, be it Barnes and Noble and stuff in your local bookstores. Uh, you can order the book directly from me and you get a signed copy with the next Libre stamp. And uh, you get like a, what they call a book plate uh, that comes with it. So uh, those, those are usually collector's items for real true book people. So, you know, just get a personalized edition there. Yeah. Very cool. Chris Voss. I I like you. You're a good guy. We've been friends on Facebook and, you know, basically, you know, kind of bashing bad marketing and bad leadership. (laughs) 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 You're, you're fun, but follow Chris on social because he's, he's, uh, you got pretty good insight. You're, you're a good guy to connect with. And, and again, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Um, I think that ran uh, that aired, I want to say September 28 or September 30th, I believe is some sometime around there is when that episode aired. Mm -hmm. So um, Chris, thank you so much for having me on your show. And thank you so much for being here. I, I really appreciate you. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me on the show. It was a real honor. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. 
Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review, and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.